Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Hey, everybody. Welcome this beautiful Sunday, 3rd of June, the first day of the week. Not the seventh, not the Sabbath. Welcome to our May Chuck discussion group call here at Tactical Sovereignty. And this week we are going to be discussing targeted individuals. And, you know, as a little bit of maybe a disclaimer or something to put out there, um, everybody's targeted. You just don't realize it. Some people just had bigger guns aimed at you. That's the only difference. But uh, everybody is in this position to some degree, whether they realize it or not. Um, but there are just certain people that they like toying with more or, mm, let's just say, experiment with. Uh, after all, we know that when this nation was created, it was referred to as the great experiment. Well, guess what? Every experiment needs its test subjects, right? So... <clears throat> Welcome to America. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, two guests with us this evening. We've got Ellen Atkin. I posted um, several interviews that she'd done in the past um, to the link for this call on National Sovereignty. If you want to go back and review those. And as well, uh, we have a second guest, which I haven't figured out how to pronounce the name of yet. Um, Lazare. Lazare. Okay. And uh, was there, um, I guess to start right out, uh, do you want to uh, introduce yourself and things you've been involved with? Jeez, where do I start? Um. <laughs> well, Lazare is a journalist, you know, for FYI, for people who don't understand. And when I say journalist, I'm not talking about the people that you're used to nowadays. Because what the talking heads you're used to seeing nowadays are not journalists. Uh, they uh, basically just read the whiteboard to you and carry the narrative for whether it's the shadow government, you'd say whatever you want to call them. Uh, but a real journalist is more boots on the ground, goes out and finds out what's really going on, what the real topic is about, and what's behind it. And that's what Lazare does. Yeah, and then you get punished for it, but um, you know, then you then you learn your lesson. You become and, a targeted uh, individual. Well, yeah, pretty much. Um, I face to face. I'm also a screenwriter, uh, so come face to face with with that and being in the top echelons of my small community, you soon realize the world isn't always as it seems. So, well, was there was there your screenwriting that you had done? Um, actually, goes directly to the target individual situation, and what can result when you start exposing what's really happening? You wanted to cover that a little bit. Sure, I um, worked very closely with David Crowley and crew on Grace State, which uh, was a trailer, a marketing trailer. I've done several independent films. Um, 
which is a marketing trailer about what's really headed down the road, which is FEMA dropping boots to the ground and microchipping as well as, uh, you know, for your protection, of course. But what really starts happening in communities is genocide. And a number of, I broke the opening scene to that, and a number of us um, really said you, you really cannot, uh, you can't show some things in there yet. And we tried to persuade him. Didn't work. Um, and his family was murdered, um, and it wasn't a it wasn't a call from the top. It was a local it was a local botched job of Illuminati. So they had to send the cleaners in, and anybody that was involved in his death, without you know the top down permission, uh, were also killed as well. Um, I had my house ransacked. I had uh, my computer taken. I had it was it was very very scary, and I'm very lucky to know people real hardworking. I mean, everybody wants to say things are black and white. Well, they're really gray. So um, I do have a pretty powerful elite community that I that I work with that is trying to get the the bottom up moving in the directions that I am actually getting four different hubs moving in um, so they can actually really help you, help humanity. Um, so they they scrubbed any of my uh, information for me and basically told me to shut the fuck up, and I did. So it's very unfortunate that this happened to David's family. It's something that pretty much sent me into shock and, you know, kind of my whole life I've been <laughs> hit with these things. So, yeah, um, if the ground in local communities does not acutely unify, it's just, it's just done. We're done. So I've got my eggs in a number of baskets. And so far my, my hub is doing very well with uh, independently auditing the government to, to learn how it works, um, and then we are also dropping a co-op and community currency. So then there'll be teaching sessions. So it, it it's a very slow process. It should take about one two years to do. I'm working with some of the co-ops that I started in where I was born and raised. Helped to start. Um, and I'm working with a hub out in New York and possibly one that just signed on in Ohio. Now, you can take advantage of the government to do this because they have uh, not, a nonprofit organization that teaches you how to get membership and so on and so forth and, you know, um, curtail, curtail the business plan in in the fashion that you need to that fits the size of your your community. So the double edged sword is that when everybody understands this teaching website of how the government is operates in their own community, this creates bonds of all different walks of life. This creates 
community of all different walks of life. And to me, this was not an idea that was given to me. Um, it, It was an idea that was given to me and several other people um, by people that, you know, some may call evil. I can't give their names, um, but I will tell you that we don't know who is who. I don't know all of who is who. Uh, I do know very trusted individuals um, that would really like to see humanity get it together, but humanity wants to solo fly. The immediate thing is, what's in it for me? So what's in it for people that start a co-op and independently um, do an audit of their own personal jurisdiction, their own personal uh, government, is that everybody is hired in the co-op and, you know, they can pretty much count on one another and if and knowing each other's neighbors. So then all of a sudden the cockroaches start to disappear or they get exposed. That's when the real people can come in and start to make the arrest. So that's the only way we've got a chance. And I'm giving my group we've been do we've been at this for a year and I'm giving giving it two years uh and if not um, I've got a couple expats communities that are serious uh, ex black ops, you name it. They they know what's going on, and um, I'm out of here because if, if the public cannot do this acutely local, and it's such a simple thing to do. There's just and they want to continue to be solo flyers. I have no interest in that at all. Uh, you know what, actually, Lazar, that's actually a good segue for me to do a shameless plug here. Um, next week, oh, me and another individual who a lot of people uh, will, will probably know when he comes on, um, have been working on a way to help everybody learn how to set up their own trust and operate through a trust. And to show you just a little bit of the power of a trust. And it, this is the way really the current uh, slumlords, slave masters, whatever you want to call them, this is the way they all operate in. Uh, that there was a situation with uh, John F. Kennedy where his cat um, mauled somebody's face, okay? And, the, and the, this person thought, oh, cool, they're rich, I'll be able to make a bunch of money off this. Well, come to find out, they had that cat placed in a trust. <laughs> there wasn't anything they could do, you know. And this isn't like, you know, a get-out-of-jail-free card or anything like that, but it does simplify your life quite a bit. and goes back to what Rockefeller said with, oh, nothing, control everything, all right? And um, I think what, I, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do something that I'm, I'm going to put Lazar on the spot and do something that you normally never see host do on a call, but since she's the journalist, um, I want to bring Ellen on and Lazar with her journalism magic. magic. Um, 
do the interview with Ellen, our TI. How does that sound? Well, sure, if Ellen wants to. All right, go for it. And uh, so, uh, Lazar, go ahead and introduce Ellen and run with it. Well, our guest today is Ellen Atkin. She is a survivor of MK Ultra programming in Canada, and her family was targeted. Um, she is just finding out if it's generational, how it all works out, but she definitely was part of the um, psychological testing in Canada. So let's go with what Ellen, if you could explain what that all means. What is MKUltra and what does it mean to be a test subject? And how did you all become aware of this and what are you learning from it? Okay. Can you hear me? <clears throat> yeah. Okay, great. So, well, one of the things I've uh, uh, studied or, or read or heard uh, while I was doing I'm doing the research on this subject is that that apparently it's easier to um, disassociate a generational target, uh, meaning that if your parents were gener disassociated, then the children are going to be disassociated easier to disassociate. So that's the uh, that's the that is the mechanism of the uh, the, the MK Ultra is that that's what the programming uh, relies on is this disassociating of the uh, person. So that's what they're trying to do with the torture is disassociate your personality, your core personality, your front personality. I don't know what to call it, but just you know your your ego, your your there, you know your awareness. They want to get that out of the way. And then they do the programming. So what they found was adults were difficult to uh, disassociate, and most of them went crazy, like that Frank Olson guy who jumped out the window. Uh, but uh, children were easier to disassociate. So another thing that I read and heard is that children of parents who were disassociate, able to disassociate were also easier to disassociate. So that would make myself and my sister and my brother really prime targets. So that's one reason why, you know, among many that I went, could have been chosen, right? But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the kind of mechanics of it, nuts and bolts. So you're trying to figure out which track of programming they had you and your family on. Because there's many, right. as I understand it, there's many, um, well, we're, I think we're going on our eighth generation of um, MK Ultra or Illuminati uh, programmed families. Well, um, I guess. I'm mind controlled, yeah. hard targeted with, you know, the. Right. But so, remember that, yeah, as far as we've you know, kind of recorded backwards. But remember that, you know, satanic uh, Illuminati has been going, rituals have been going on forever. You know, Egypt, that's what that was all about. You know, they well, were doing every, this very same thing. Right? Shamanic rituals, sh creating a shaman is the same thing. It doesn't right. have to be a 
bad thing, but it, 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 well, that's what shamanic, shaman, that's what their thing is, right? It's just that the way they did it, the Nazis did it, is, um, well, it's resulted in this, right? And this, it's a for the control of society. So that well, they got it they, down to a science to include the drugs that they used. Right. Starting, the water, starting the air, they've got it everywhere. Nanoparticulates, yeah, it's like they've, you know, covered as many bases as they can. But it's the reason is that they don't want to get caught. I mean, it, there is the reason of, like, let's see what we can, you know, do with this, you know, the, these souls, these frequencies, these, you know, what they were trying to, I don't know. They, they had so many projects, right? So, um, it, but the... Uh, I mean, I think the main one now is is just to throw smoke screens so that they can't won't get caught, because that's what's it's coming for them, right? And I think another main thing is to try to convince the public that you know living forever is a good thing and that's what everyone wants, even though it's only what the rich want or the Illuminati rich, not the real rich, just the filthy ugly rich and the satanic rich, because they know that when they if they die, they will either be going to hell or they will be, like, just gone. So um, that's why they want to live forever. Like, I personally don't want to live forever. I don't want to be wondering how I'm going to pay the rent when I'm 500, you know? Like, so I I don't know why they – but they try to convince everyone that's a great thing, right? But what they've done is they've cut us off from God They've or, you know, the real God, the source. They've cut that off so that we don't – we don't have that natural ability anymore, even though that that's what it was. That's what living was. So they've done everything they can to like break that up uh, with all the, uh, you know, chemicals and then everything and doing it to me like that would be like literally just disabling my, perhaps my vagus nerve or, uh, you know, because that's supposed to be, you know, or uh, whatever. Like, I, I don't feel connected. I feel like a Frankenstein, to tell you the truth. My head's kind of, like, not positioned correctly. You know, so that's to cut me off. Because maybe I came down to actually do something about this. Maybe I chose to be in that family that I was going to, and they knew it. And it was just like, you know, bam, right? So it's a real front-on war, right? And I don't know what they programmed into me. Definitely had some uh, manifestations of uh, beta programming in my life. But uh, what I was programmed for, I don't know. Uh, like, I know there's some psychic stuff. You know, I am a negative blood type, and I've noticed some odd things that occur around me sometimes. But uh, I don't know. Like, anyway, go on. What I can say to that. So those yeah. those are the records that you need to find out is is what exactly they were testing on because as I understand it um, through declassified documents and um, the yeah. generational uh, Illuminati families are strictly um, ground soldiers in in political corporation educational systems in every fractal of community and police department um, for any number of agendas for mind control, especially the educational systems and um, 
your media. So they're media trained. I've worked with several journalists who were very, very questionable and very strange. Um, so they're basically ground workers for the ultimate purpose is these people think they're really lost Atlanteans and um, they do practice Luciferianism and satanic uh, ritualistic abuse and it does have to do with RH negative bloodlines and um, because we're so rare I'm I'm AB negative and so it does ha- it, there's a lot to do with that but these the ground soldiers as I understand it didn't get into the communities until the mid 80s which would explain Ted Gunderson and the Franklin report um and them being exposed on the the child trafficking um I'm sure it started well before that. And I know in Ireland uh, through uh, a, a well-known friend of mine that she um, is a generational MK and she she put up the Illuminati sign to go home and be accepted into her family again because she has um, small children. So the real workers didn't get into your American communities until the early 80s. Um, they did have uh, a lot of time cleaning up after Kennedy, so it was the first time in history where there wasn't any approved arts, where you actually had club promoters that were promoting what the kids wanted and the art was actually not approved. Um, and that's the only time I can think of in known history where art was not approved. And then they got back on track with Madonna, hairband, and hood wrap. And by then, you had targeted communities of families that were everyday working families in your school systems, in your grocery stores, coffee shops, listening and tapping and bringing in the drugs for the kids. And these these drugs that came in for, for the millennials, um, were just super loaded weaponry. Then you had the cell towers, then you had the chemtrails, and then you had people just completely in chaos. So that is my understanding of, and they work, and the trainers work right in your community um, to train the generational families. And as far as I can understand in the research that I've done, in any given community, of say, you know, 5,000, you have at least six or seven Illuminati families with children that know how to get into, you know, your children's lives um, to see if you are corruptible, tappable, um, programmable, those types of things. Um, So it it, it goes in every fractal, and they are now infiltrated heavily, heavily everywhere. Heavily. Right. And, like, let's not forget the military deep state. I mean, they're the ones actually controlling this in the down to the microcellular level. They're the ones that are actually monitoring it, which is a different thing than the Illuminati families doing their 
you know, rituals, arcane rituals, uh, it's way different. It's, uh, the, you know, they're just kind of, you know, pledging allegiance. But there's an actual um, science to this that I do believe, uh, this is speculation, is monitored. And that is what is actually controlling it. The bases, you know, the deep state, the dumb. Right, but, it's, but all roads lead to Rome. Yes, so they do. <laughs> all roads lead to Rome. So Rome's got all of the little branches underneath it. What is the scariest part in the world is that you're, you could be living next to somebody, a perfectly normal family with perfectly supposedly normal children. They're in your schools. They're in your everywhere. And they're in your workplace. And um, this is what they're doing. Uh, they could Correct. be poisoning you. They could be doing any number of things to create chaos in your very own community. In fact, it happened in mine, and I know that I know of two generational Illuminati families that were in my community. It's been confirmed. Um, right. So this is what we have going on now, and they really, really are strongly programmed in utero. Um, to hate humanity, and how can you not look at how humanity treats each other? So you, you wrestle with your consciousness because they disassociate from all of their, they can't remember all of their ritualistic abuse because if they do, uh, they will be killed. So one out of 2,000 or so um, generational MK Ultra babies and they, they come from breeders but they do come they're you know uh, artificially inseminated into just uh, sadly um, stolen young women and um, tortured in utero and they if they don't pass all of these horrific tests and aren't able to disassociate who they are because they really think that they are just these people and then they're cued in to go do their jobs at night or whenever they're cued in to do their jobs by, by different um, technologies, um, they, they're killed. And one, one in 2,000 MKUltra generational babies actually uh, survive this because they, make, they, they do horrific things to these children, and it's the survival of the fittest. So... Yeah, there's many people that have testified to that. Uh, Fritz Springmeier wrote about it as well, that they had kids in cages, and then some guy with a clipboard was going around going, you know, evaluating their characteristics. This guy is going to be good for that. Uh, that yeah, it's, it's, mu it's much worse than that because it's right in everybody's community. So and these people work and train from 2 to 4 in the morning at, at any given community um, Right, up, but it's uh, just corporation. That's right, but Melanie, it's just one aspect of it. There's uh, leaking leak documents that suggest that the deep state psychological, like scientific control grid, can actually uh, just hone in on a person's frequency. Everybody's frequency has been mapped, and then take them over within like five minutes and have them do something that they wouldn't. Do with well, yeah, I saw that. That's what I was getting at. I saw that happen in my community when the cell towers right. went up and the chemtrails came in. So I saw. And you don't need to 
to to to have um, you know any Illuminati ritual bloodline to for that to happen, right? Well, you, Those... I I believe that you do. So I believe that it's I believe that it's twofold, and because they don't have all of the technologies down to a science, and really it, a lot of it depends on the genetics of that couple and their children. So, um, you know, when it came to my family, the um, generational MKs weren't able to penetrate, but they did penetrate um, many, many kids. And they are now in high-level positions at very young ages at universities and uh, degrees. Yeah, well, they're so, given this silver platter, and they just, you know, eat on Well, they have to work for it. It's, it's a horrible existence, so it's, they're victims as well. Um, so not every person or every family can can be taxed. They will go after just specific things to create chaos. So that's why it's so important that people know their neighbor and do the unification and community because they will not be able to win if if that happens. So, you know, well, as far as I'm well, sorry. As, far as, as far as I'm concerned, if people don't do that, then there there's just nothing left. There's a question that I, I had, and uh, because with every situation, I like going back to the earliest point I can to try and unravel things. And I, I wanted uh, Ellen to speak on uh, her parents a little bit, if she would, because I've, I've heard a little bit, but I, I really haven't covered uh, her interviews as well as I should. It's okay. I haven't really talked about My mother was a housewife. She was, uh, she, they're both, my families were farmers in Canada for many generations. Farmers, farmers, farmers. However, the Atkins were, um, uh, they were elites in England. Uh, in fact, the uh, history of my family, and it is traceable to my bloodline, that my family in the 1300s in England actually paid the king's ransom. They did, with their money. They got the king, Edward II or the Third, out of jail in his own castle with their gold. So, you know, the that that's, that's another thing that you know, is, is and then I don't know. They, the, so out in the 1800s, they were given some. They were given some money before that. And then they were, then they were given some land in Ireland, and then uh, it was all sold off between the family members. And then uh, my line came over here in 1820 or something. So there's that. The other uh, side was French. Their name was Bourbon. Not Bourbon, Bourbeau, but they came over in the early 1600s from New Rochelle. Uh, presumably, that there was like the whole Protestant Reformation thing, and they wanted none of it. I don't know because they were Catholics, right? And they 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 hiked out of there. Uh, at that point, uh, my uh, the Krennicans are a mystery. I don't know. They're Irish, and then the Purcells are a little bit of a mystery too. But they were all you know, good families, really. But, you know, at the end, of, it's coming for everybody. Like, I'm the end of my line, and they're, they're going to want to, like, destroy whatever 
competition they're going to feel. And if somebody has an idea that, you know, they're going to preserve the nobility within the nobility, then, you know, I mean, that's pretty much gone now, right? They, they destroy them. So I guess that's what happened. I don't know. But anyway, that's the back, back, background. But my parents were farmers. My mom's family were farmers. Uh, my dad's family, they were gone from the farm, second generation. He was my, you know, he was a steel worker. No, he was a, a very a mysterious, I don't know, background. He, he was registered as a private secretary. A, 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 you know, that's what my grandfather, always, that's what it's written up on in all these um, documents that I unearthed on um, ancestry, which you can't do anymore. I tried to do that free. Uh, Ancestry doesn't have any of the documents anymore. <laughs> I, I did it four years ago, and there was all kinds of documents. Now they're not there. Very interesting. They, they so, do burn. Them. They do burn them behind you. you well, know, I, I want to add too. Ancestry.com. Ancestry.com. Uh, if you follow the link, it was actually started by the company that owned uh, Met Bank. And you know, MetLife. Well, it is Illuminati. <laughs> right, well, and it Mormon? was a way Aren't of getting. Right, well, it was a way of getting free information from people, stuff that they didn't have. People would would pay to give it to them. <laughs> Utah is the hub of. I got so much information from them, like it, it's four years ago, like stuff I didn't know about my family, immigration documents, all kinds of there now. Yeah, they've been usurped. Anything, anything that it, you know, it just, it just gets usurped. Well, I, I just think that they, they, you know, they just don't. I don't they, you know, I don't know. They're all about the DNA test now, and they've got this crappy interface. It just, it's just degraded anyway. And then yeah, you have I to guess sign, they just, you have to, it has. You have to sign away on the DNA test um, for them to be able to use it for anything. I know. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. And, and those DNA, those DNA tests that people pay for online, that those things are such fun. And you know, I looked at Ancestry.com and saying a big scoop, and they came in and scooped up a bunch of information. You used to see ads for them on TV all the time. I don't know if there still are. I haven't turned on TV in three years, but you see ads on TV and on the radio and things like that all the time, and then it's, it's like they kind of disappeared. So it's like they grabbed all the info and saved it in their archives and destroyed it for the public view. Yeah, I think that's what they did because it is. I can't access it now, and I did access it before, and luckily I screenshotted it a lot of it, so I have those documents. But I found out that my grandfather went to New York at 1912 to 1923 when he was like 15 to, you know, 20 something. He was in New York City. Just from this immigration document, it's like, well, what was he doing there? And nobody ever mentioned it, and nobody knows about it now. You know, that's bizarre. That's going to be the the really hard part is finding your records because they specifically targeted. Okay, your here's family, where that's family. at. Let me let me tell you where that's at. So my first, uh, the obvious goal would be to get my mom's records because. Well, there is a case. There's been many cases, and now there's a new class action. And she was there. There's no question. And she's not clipped. So, you know, she's there. She's there, and and, and that's like, okay, let's get those records. 
but then my father's records, um, I don't know where, but I know where he was at. If I follow that picture, I can get his records. Here's another picture of my father uh, that I, I think is my father. It's not as clear as my mother. I'm not 100%, but I'm pretty sure it's him. And because I have that um, telekinetic or whatever that power is that you can, it's like you can hold objects and get senses from it. Well, I can do that with photographs and obviously I'm a photographer, so I've been, you know, building that up and I know that that's that sense so I can sense those things but uh, you know you, anybody can look at it and go yeah it's kind of uncanny right my dad looks like this guy in this picture that was unearthed uh, Saint Michel de Archange mental hospital in the late 40s with a guy who has been identified or supposed is, is Joseph Mengele but my mother knew that the Nazi doctors were there uh, at her hospital, too. My mother didn't know much because she was so shocked. She didn't remember much. She wasn't political. But I remember her saying that, that the Canadian government harbored the, the Nazi doctors. So she knew that. And she probably knew it because she remembered it from her torture at the hospital. So so I'd like to get my dad's records. I'd like to get my records. Um, I can drop the uh, what I have to go through. Uh, to get my mom's records from McGill, and it's uh, let me just see if I can get that now. Okay, it's uh, it's a bunch of I gotta get proof of the will. I gotta get oh god, I got okay. Copy of my mom's death certificate. Copy of her last will and testament. Copy of the will search from the Chamber of Notaries. Copy of the will search from the Bar Barreau de Quebec. Signed request from the liquidator of the succession. Executor of, executor of the will. If she died without a will, you will need to sign the request and include a proof of relationship, birth certificate with your parents' names on it. Spe specify exactly what you want, need from your mother's medical records, like all of it. Uh, specify why you need your mother's medical records, because I'm going to sue your fucking pants off, right? Like, I don't know, right? But anyway, um, so that's, that's what I have to do. That's what everyone has to do on this lawsuit. And... So the attorneys are not doing this for you? No. <laughs> no. So Every, you, from, from the moment so I you, contacted this Alan Stein, he just said, get the records. That's all he ever said, get the records. And he never, are ever he offered up any. for the lawsuit now? Uh, yeah, well, I did. Uh, I sent it to this new organization I call SAGA that has uh, been formed for the class action. I did send her my name, so she said she'd put it on the... But, I mean, Alan Stein should have known. I've been in com contact with him for five years. He just has never been very responsive. Anyway, but um, I'm thinking perhaps that I could get... There's records of me and my mom for in the States. And has anyone heard of Muckrock? Muckrock? They do FOIA searches to help get... Uh, information public and supposed to be public information so i'm thinking i may be able to do a foia in the states and get information as well so i'd like to double barrel on on that you know try to get it from canada but also from the states what what is well if i may me, oh, sorry. if i may uh, there is a secondary way as well other than foia and that is through right to know 
uh, and it's R-I-T-H-T. Look up uh, Right to Know, and you can use that as well. And that, that's a little simpler than a FOIA. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'll try that because, you know, my mother did show up in a University of Oklahoma video, and the doctor who went from Montreal to to Oklahoma the same year was Dr. Jolie West. So maybe I can, I don't know, maybe, and, and presumably since the CIA was involved with all of this, that they would have some records as well, right? Oh, forget about it. If the CIA is involved, forget about it. <laughs> well, yeah, that they are involved. I mean, they're totally involved. I mean, they 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 backed the program. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I, I know they're the ones that backed it, but I'm just saying as far as utilizing them, yeah, forget about it. Sorry to step on you there, I'm sorry. Well, I don't know. I mean, you got to keep trying. I mean, the CIA did release a whole bunch of documents uh, on MKUltra in the last, well, a year or two ago. But, I mean, who's going to wade through all that? And it wouldn't be anything specific. A lot of it was redacted as well. You know, how do I get my, how do I get the exact records of what was done to me? And my mom, my mom, I'm pretty sure I could get them. That's for sure. My mom's records. There's something from my mom that at least she was there. I don't know, me and my dad. But, uh, yeah, it's a, um, you know, it's a mission. It's a mission. It's a mission to uh, end this program, to counter, uh, to reverse target this, uh, what was done to me and everybody. And, you know, it's it's a mission. So I do it on a spiritual level, like I, I do. And maybe I have, like, these powers, uh, like, uh, to um, affect the, you know, like a warrior power on the other dimensions that is, uh, you know, and that's where they that that's what they're all about. But they rely on the um, on the perception of the public that if you start talking about that, they think you're crazy, and then you're dismissed. But um, that is actually um, where a lot of this takes place, and that's that's how I I follow my dreams quite a bit because that they've given me so many so much information. Plus, I've had lucid dreams. But one of the things I think, and you know, the odd thing too, like you know. So, you know, God has a lot to do with it, the real God. Uh, and uh, and I, someone threw out a picture of me with a, you know, uh, manipulated inset. I manipulated the insets in those um, MKUltra girl pictures so that, you know, it's inserted into the matrix and now it's there. And that's how people find me and that's how Zero Hedge found me and that's led to the... Uh, interview with David Knight on Infowars. I did it on purpose because I knew that would work, and it did. So, um, and people, you know, just read my picture that I have. I've manipulated, but someone else manipulated one of the insets and said, "Programmed to bomb through hypnosis." I don't know if that's a message message to me, if it's real or whatever, but you know, it might have some validity. I mean, my sister was violently psychotic. Uh, I've seen, or, uh, you know, there's just events in my life where sometimes if people get in my way and I expose them, bad things happen to them. So I don't know, right? Like, it's it's beyond typical reckoning, um, even mine, 
but I think that's kind of where it's at. And if I keep my mission going and other people get on that mission and more and more becomes, um, uh, I don't even know if it's known. It's just sort of felt that, you know, keep going, just keep opening it. And then the, the time becomes uh, changed and the, the, uh, you know, the controllers can no longer control. They have to respond. And that's certainly what the lawsuit's about. They have to respond. And in that sense, we have all the power in the world. It's just a matter of taking it. If, if I may ask, but it's confusing to me the way the law works here with class action lawsuits is when, once you signed on, the attorneys do all the for you. So that must be I don't different know. Not in here. Canada. I don't, I don't know. Not here. Like I don't know. Even the woman, you know, said I have to do this. Who's like kind of spearheading this group, this class action? Said that. But certainly the lawyer has said that to me. So the lawyer and the woman have both said it to me. I mean, I've got to go through this. You'd think it's like, yeah, well. After all I've been through, right? But this is just the procedural thing, you know. It's like, yeah, have you talked to anybody else or spoken with anybody else who is uh, signed up? No, but I, I'm part of this uh, Facebook group now, so I I need and people, and I should be able so to uh, talk to somebody if I want to. Yeah, because maybe ask them if if they are signed on the class action lawsuit, because in America you you would have to sign you know, a waiver. Oh, yeah, of course I have to sign. I have to consent. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Not and, then, and then ask if they have been requested to get their own information or is are, there, is the, are the attorneys getting the information for them? Okay, well, I could. But you see, in my case, because my mother never uh, – she never applied in the first class action lawsuit in the late 80s. She did not put her name on the on the suit. Uh, and I don't know why. I was in my early 20s. I wasn't really around. And oh, I didn't, like, okay, if that's what you want, fine. But her sister was, uh, was there. And, you know, she should have, in my opinion, helped my mother do that. But she didn't, and neither did my father. Uh, so they just said, okay, fine, you know. Uh, but the people who put uh, their names on that suit, the Department of Justice has their records. So I'm kind of presuming that a lot of these people in this uh, class action uh, were relatives, or perhaps if they're still living, actual victims, uh, that were involved in this original suit. So the records are with the Department of Justice. I've already confirmed the Department of Justice don't have my mom's records. So I have to go through this other procedure. Yeah. Lots of questions. Lots of variables. It's just awful because I don't think um, people understand how widespread it is and how many are in everybody's community. Well, I'm lucky in a way because my mother is part of the only uh, lawsuit going on for this. 
Uh, but the fact that I'm connected through, uh, you know, MK Ultra Girl, and my there's a picture of my dad, opens up a whole other can of worms, you know, because it's like, well, what was I doing? You know, that would have been the uh, late 60s, early 70s. What was that about? And then my dad was the late 40s, which, you know, there's definitely some uh, indication that you and Cameron was doing this work at that time as well, too. Uh, but it's really, you know, if you really want to get into it, the truth is that it was all being done in military bases as well with kids of military. Uh, it was being done in uh, many hospitals and through the medical system all across Canada. Like, it was. So, you know, you can, um, you know, it's it's a, it's a can of worms. It's a potential can of worms. And, I mean, I'm all for blowing the lid off. It's like, let's do it. This would be the actual tactical strike that would, uh, you know, enable the, uh, the, the cleansing or the writing or the, you know, the, the, the hose, um, filter, you know, just spraying into the, the swamp, right? It would, it would do it. And, uh, and I, I'm just all for it. I don't, I don't, I'm not invested in it, in the light staying on. I, I'm fine, you know, I'll just, that if, if the electricity goes down, it's like, okay, I know it's going to be a madhouse, but it might not have to come to that if we can get it at the level uh, where, or at, at the stage where we can actually, um, where the, the infrastructure will fall on its own for all those people who are guilty and protecting the guilty, right? And people will have to decide right then and there on the spot, okay, I'm going to be on the right side, or, oh, no, I'm done for. Like, it's just going to have to come to something like that. You see that, right? But it, it's going to be up to every uh, victim, uh, and there's many, who, who, who to step to go, yeah, I want to know. I want to find out. And this is where I was as a child. And this is what, and, you know, and they'll say, oh, we don't have the records. Well, they do have the records. They do. Even if they're in the dumps, whatever, we just got to keep that, uh, you know, grab on and not let go. And everyone's got to have to move forward and jump on. But, you know, it's a, a sticky wicket, and it's also a, um, uh, like, you know, the survivors are programmed to take themselves out and take each other survivors out, so um, there's this whole um, question in the survivor community of uh, who's a real survivor. I don't think that matters at all. Like, I'm not wasting any of my time wondering if somebody's, like, telling the truth or not because they're going to, you know, try to get some money out of, you know, this potential suits, lawsuits that's deserved for the real victims. I, I mean, I just see that as a complete red herring. I'm like, I don't care about that at all. I can tell. I can tell who's real. I can see genuineness. I mean, that's part of getting to the point of breaking the programming so that you can, you know, get back to your core personality or, you know, be one uh, identity instead of 500. And, you know, I don't think that's either either that important, but I, I'm not as 
broken as a lot of people because even though my parents were, uh, you know, definitely part of this program, shocked and everything, they loved us and they, um, and we had a family. You know, I had a mother and a father, a brother and a sister, and and we had a house. My dad had a job and my mom couldn't work, but, uh, you know, it, there was something in that that kept me that had me, you know, gave me, like, more than a lot of people, even, that were not in MK families. So, I mean, it took me many years to navigate all the societal MK that I now realize was targeted at me. And, uh, you know, I was influenced. And uh, But many of the, the people in the who were influenced start blame themselves, and then they go on the suicide program. But I don't really care. I'm not, uh, I get it now. I'm like, oh, my God, that's what it was all about. But, you know, I participated in so many of these, um, you know, spiritual freaking red herrings and the whole, just everything, you know, power of positive thinking, uh, you know, just everything. And I see it all now that it's like, wow, man, this is just one big freaking um whitewash basically what you know mind control distraction to make you think that you know it's all your fault or that there's something to do somewhere to go something to transform into and this is the original conceit this is the original lie from the beginning of time which is why we came down here that we're going to transform from the you know caterpillar to the butterfly and you know it's no coincidence that that it, that's what the monarch symbolism is uh, but that is also the actual original conceit of uh, the fallen angels. <laughs> That's why they came down. That they uh, that they were going to become something, uh, you know, equal to God, and that would transform uh, in in some way that had nothing to do with, um, you know, you could just let, uh, you know postpone judgment day which is what they're doing forever and then become something you know that will be like god well that'll never happen that's a lie it's just a big joke it's not a joke it's a freaking it's that's the story of humanity really and the, this is the work that i needed to find out because these are the where my you know my mind goes i i did all that study in the occult and all that stuff i mean not everything but you know i was constantly seeking as a young person so, I don't know. Well, you know what? I, I've kind of, I've kind of wondered. You know, if if there's going to be a judgment day, and they're afraid of this judgment day, then we know misery loves company. So, they want to have as much fun as they can now, and take down as many as they can with them at the same time. Um, exactly. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna see if uh, Lazar, Ellen, uh, you want me to unmute the board if. Anybody has a uh, short question or comment? So everybody's unmuted. If anybody wants to add something or have a short comment to it? Um, I'll just, you know, just try to get a little more information from them if I can with a couple of questions. Um, Brian, it's Jody. Because um, I just recently heard about this um, Canadian lawsuit going on. I just heard about it like within the past week. 
And um, can you can you guys say whichever one you know wants to comment on on this or whatever? What is what does Saga stand for? And the other thing was called something like Muckrock or something like that. Oh yeah. Well, Saga is Survivors Against something or other. Let me uh, let me just see if I can pull it up. Survivor, survivors allied against government abuse. Right? It's a group that's been formed. To you. Is that is that totally a Canadian group? Um. Well, I don't know. It started in Canada, um, but they might put more in. I mean, why not? Right? Like, I, yeah. I don't think there's any. Uh, criteria, but I think that they are specifically focusing on this um, Allen Memorial. But I've been saying from the beginning that there's way more than that because I've been involved in the TI community for the last three years, Through the, and there's so much more going on. It's all through the cults. It's all through the schools, just like Lazara said. It's it's in the communities, and it's, it's, it's done like a whole new way now. And, and this is what so many just regular folks are are talking about with their problems and it, it's a it's a it's a continuation of this program and that needs to have for uh groups formed and public recognition however there are many many groups uh you know they just have to get beyond the uh, they just got to get right in the face of government right they got to get to the point of official recognition and in canada if it's brought up in the house of you know parliament then uh it's on the official record and and then they cannot strike it and then it's free they're free from libel charges as well so um i think that's what you have to do is get your representative to bring it up in the um you know in, in, in us has the house of whatever they're yeah, I think this, if I'm not mistaken, I think this was all addressed in the, I want to say it was the 70s, maybe, or maybe before the app, with the church committee, which they were supposed to stop all this stuff, and uh, supposedly it just went underground and continued. Yep, so, I think you're right. Well, you're going to have to yeah. go at it again. I mean, and, and Bill Clinton apologized. I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah, and that was before the internet and it was certainly before all this um high um like high, supercharged uh, gang stalking targeting stuff has uh, started like yeah are you are you affiliated with any of the um the TI communities based out of the United States well i am i am uh and all the ones on facebook i'm i'm affiliated with yeah oh, most okay. of them anyway yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um yeah. well that's that's good. I, I don't get on the calls all the time anymore and I've lost contact with a, a lot of stuff. Um I first started getting on them in about oh, when was it? Well, I first became aware of it in twenty ten. I didn't actually start getting on them till about twenty thirteen. But um I'm I'm not as consistent. It used to be like a nightly thing, you know. After a while, you get kind of burned out. You just kind of go through your different phases of things and and all that. So, anyways, um, you know, I'm still more into the legal end of it now, you know. But uh, it's uh, 
Anyway, there's so many different stages of it. But think, what about that muckrock thing? Which one of you were talking about well, that? Muckrock, yeah. It's an organization. It's a nonprofit organization with an office that, of people that that actually um, tried to get records of, you know, in areas that people request. They help you get records. So United States-based nonprofit, which assists anyone in filing government requests for information through the Freedom of Information Act, then publishes the returned information on its website and encourages journalism around it. That's oh my goodness! Can you spell that correctly for me? Yeah, M U C K R O C K. Oh, just how it kind of sounds. Okay. Yeah. I have to check that out. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people would be interested in in getting that kind of assistance because you I know, think, yeah, well, exactly. yeah, when you try to get FOIA stuff, the you know either they're either they deny that they have the records or they just redact the hell out of it, and you know it's basically worthless. Right. Right. Yeah. But I okay. think you know our numbers and. Um, you know, uh, keep going at it, just like any any uh, persistence, you know, just keep going at it, right? Now, I'm, right. I'm going to make, yeah, but I will say something about the TI community is that because of, you know, they knew that this could very well be an issue in the future, so they programmed a lot of TIs to, um, to, to, um, to derail this, right? So, so that so that's why the legitimate concern is a real TI, but there really is no definition, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, yeah. But but there is concern, but it's more uh, not really that that's just too too superficial. Real TI. It's really about uh, everyone's a TI, but also the you know degrees of targeting. It's always gonna. There's always gonna be these um, suicide programs, these uh, kamikaze programs that are going to intervene, and you just got. Uh, you've just got to. You've just got to. You know, know that that's part of it, and stick on your. You know, on your topic, and you know, it's like don't feed the trolls. I mean, you have to be strong. You have to, and many of the TIs they're suffering and complaining so much they just want it to stop. I believe that. It, it's uh, there's a mechanism inside of yourself that you can actually make it stop and that you can um, reverse it. I mean that that's probably rare, but at least you can make it stop. I believe that that's true because I think that what how they're doing this is that they are activating um, they're they're triggering one side of our DNA so that it's actually um, just triggering our DNA to so, you know, the calls are coming from inside the house, which would be the DNA. So a lot of it is actually just activating our DNA to do these things, which whatever would be like headaches or rashes or all the complaints that people have. Oh, God, I have to go. Jesus. Excuse me, but I've got someone at the door. I know. Uh, Lazar, could you take over for five minutes? Sure. Okay, thanks. I'll be right back. And Lazar, are you in the U.S. or are you in Canada as well? No, I'm in the U.S. 
Okay, all right. So had you heard about this pro this program, this saga thing? Had you heard about it? Um, there are so many different levels depending on your birth. Um, <clears throat> there there are so many so many different levels, uh, so many different groups, um, from Rosicrucians to the top ones are the Jesuits, uh, Masons. But within that, there's a lot of gray too because people um, really joined a lot of these organizations, uh, you know, to create camaraderie within small towns. So it's it's very systemic. It's been around, you know, since Rome. They they the real wars were were fought prior to 1600. I think everything started to become aligned probably somewhere along the Silk, Silk Road. Um, but there's so many so many different fractals. Uh, people don't understand the magnitude of people that are just tested on, just to be tested on, or if they are um, really of the elite blood. A lot of it is eugenics. And um, they do create and breed specifically eugenically. And I I know that we are on real specific uh, breeding right now um, for any given agenda, whether it's your homeless man uh, to your mailman to um, anybody. Uh, The communities are so darkened and they are so infiltrated, it would literally blow your mind. Um, anybody that well, how, is how are they doing there through your DNA? Yeah. Uh, so these families are put together in ver- various ways. Um, again, most of these babies don't survive. Um, the DNA is extracted, or the the eggs and the semen are extracted and put in a host, and the host is tortured. Um, throughout the pregnancy, most pregnancies don't take. They um, eventually abort. Uh, in utero is probably the, the most important time in a child's life. So they do they do many things um, in utero, uh, from torturing the the host mother to putting infrared light on the stomach to, I mean, it, it, you have to be almost superhuman to survive at all. Um, but that is why so many people go missing a year. Also, um, so from the top of the Illuminati soldiers that are specifically bred to come into your communities and that are on your television sets, um, that are your news anchors and reporters, um, those those people and the youth, you know, just have changed last names that are your stars or, you know, even the fake YouTube stars <laughs> for Ellen. Um, they're, they're all Illuminati uh, specifically trained um, to train you for any given agenda that's out there for conquer and divide, and upper middle class and middle class and generational elite, everybody's under attack that will not go along with the 
New World Order plan, which is Agenda 21, 30, and 50. And they are so bold about it now, they just don't care. <laughs> they they really, really are counting on uh, communities just remaining disconnected, families continuing to break apart. And, um, yeah, they are hell-bent on creating... Um, narcissism in everyone possible, and I think they've pretty well achieved that. Yeah, um, there's a lot of that going on. What is the Agenda 50 one? I hadn't heard that one yet. Agenda, uh, Agenda 50 is when they supposedly are going to announce uh, overt totalitarianism, because we're already under covert, at the Peace and Reconciliation Building in Astana, Kazakhstan. Um, now, the Peace and Reconciliation Building houses the uh, world um, religious um, Congress, and there's not one re- religion that is not usurped. So they are pretty confident. They are very, very confident, and I don't blame them because when you get a society that is more sociopathic than um, and out for themselves and will literally watch a family member die in the street, um, there's not much more left. They've, they've done their job. They've done their job. Right. So, it, right. It's, yeah. it's it's right down their line of agenda. And I, I wanted to say also that every year uh, the United Nations uh, has a motto for the year. Okay. And yeah, I can't recall now if it was 2017 or 2018, but the under motto, it said, Peace and safety. Now, if you go into scripture, scripture says that whenever you hear somebody touting peace and safety, the time is upon you. I'm sorry, I cut out. And I didn't. Hear and that so I'm sure that I was. Apologize. No problem, uh, but I'm sure that was very telling. Because that, and I repeat, uh, the scripture had said that uh, whenever you hear somebody pushing peace and safety, you know, to be aware that the end is upon you. And either last year or this year, the motto for the UN said peace and safety. Well, yeah, all of their words are reversed, and um, the Bible was rewritten. So the Old Testament. I think people can kind of find clues in. Um, there's so many. There's so many theories. You know, you just go down so many rabbit holes. And at what point do people say, "Hey, why can't we come together? We've got mentally ill family members. We've got children that are drug addicted. Family members that are drug addicted. Um, everybody's falling into poverty. At, at one point in time." do we say enough? And these charities aren't helping because they're not created to help. Um, But you can use the government for all kinds of things because they do have grants. And that doesn't mean, again, it's great because there are so many people in the government that I know in serious positions that are just waiting for this to happen. But the Illuminists and they're counting on people staying separated. So this is why they're celebrating, and this is why they um, are continuing to, you know, you've got 
again, in every community for every given agenda, you have MK Ultra programmed soldiers for the black and white agenda, for the feminist agenda, for the gun agenda, for any agenda to keep you confused, divided, in fear, and especially attacking the school systems. Oh, God. You know, they're, they're, and the CPS, I mean, the meat grinder is the courthouse. I mean, I can't believe people are being put away, but they're counting on people to stay separated and be, well, I got to get mine. So humanity's going to get what it deserves as far as I'm concerned if it doesn't rally the wagons. You know, at some point you have to knock on your neighbor's door. At some point you have to, you know, get some sort of plan of action and realize that there are helpers waiting for you. And history, when history's on epic repeat, who needs the most help? It's the people on the top. Because they've, they, those, you know, it's not a rich thing. It's not a poor thing. It's just basically man against man. So, it, and blackmail is king. And, yeah, there's very much spiritual forces at hand here um, in every agenda. Like, you know, the New Age agenda just cracks me up. It's like, you know, that that agenda is a joke. You know, I'm, you're so toxic, I better stay away from you. Okay, well take a look in the mirror? No, how about you work it out like the depression heirs did? You know, like, like I, I think I've spoke to you before about this. My grandparents and half the police force would have already surrounded the schools and the courthouses. Um, through these movements, there are no men left. They're pussified, and the women hate each other as, just as they were taught to through their music, media, agendas, the 60s. Um, so it's, it's all worked seamlessly, perfectly, since the sad sadness of the Southerners lost, lost uh, against the illegal civil war. It was pretty much over. Because they all came over yeah, it, you know, to yeah, build this country was built to, it, to be destroyed. And you had the Jeffersonians that that tried to stop that, and it was impossible because they brought in every global soldier through New York and ran them through. So, yeah, it's it's been an ongoing agenda, really, of divide and conquer, and the people have fallen for it. Uh, there was a report that came out a couple of weeks ago that 150 million males are addicted to video games. Oh, it's and awful. In, the, in this report, uh, they, they were talking to girls. And mm-hmm. they, they came across, uh, they saw a bunch of girls, I think it was in Disneyland area, and these girls were all uh, taking photos of themselves, you know, to put online and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's awful. And... And they they asked the girls. They said, "Oh, well, do you have a guy you're trying to hook up with, or something? You know, taking you know the posing in these pictures." And they said, "No." They said, "The boys aren't interested in us. Oh, we're doing this in competition with each other." So, well, that's we it. And there's divide. not enough men. There's not enough men that are going to 
unifying community and circle the wagons around their local courthouses and um, and school systems. This would have never happened. It couldn't have. Well, and you know what? And you know what? This is something that I was, oh, gosh, I was blasphemed for a couple of years ago because when I started doing my research and looking around and looking to see who was talking and bringing out this information, it was females. It was the girls all showing this stuff. And yeah. so I posted, well, I said, uh, guys, I said, guys, men, where are the men at? Why aren't the men showing this stuff? Why are the women digging all this information out and showing it to everybody? Why aren't the men taking a leadership role in well, fixing can't. the family and the community? They can't. Their balls were cut off. Their balls started to be cut off in the 60s. And when our poor non-soldiers came home, that was it. The, the, the vets did not understand why they weren't met with a hero uh, reception. I mean, I was the one feeding them with my great aunt, and across the church, or across the park was a Catholic church, and these people were literally uh, calling them baby killers. And that, that wasn't the normal infantry. That was special ops and NK soldiers that were the baby killers. killers. They didn't even know. They didn't know. And their families kicked them out, or they had bad PTSD. My aunt and I, um, who was a doctor of education, would... Um, We'd go on Saturdays, and we did this for about six years until the Milwaukee Mission opened up, thank God. I was a kid, and they were so happy to see me. I reminded them, some of them, of their little sisters, and, you know, and I would sit on their laps, and and they would just, they were so happy. And, we yeah, we would bring them vodka, or they'd fucking die. Um, but we fed them every Sunday, and that church would sit there and call them these names and tell my aunt. She was such a fighter. Uh, went over to the archbishop and asked him, is this what Jesus would do? And and asked him to stop. And miraculously, after that, the parishioners stopped and we never had to pay <laughs> for the food anymore. <laughs> so she was getting flipped money then because she really embarrassed him. Um, sad, you know, it was sad, and but it was over. The feminist movement was the bottom line, and the drugs, and the media, and the music. It was the bottom, it was the end, the 60s movement. It was the end of men. And, um, yeah, so, and they always target women because women are the baby makers, and we are easily afraid and able to uh, change our mind, you know, um, a lot, Uh, especially if our babies are concerned, you know. So they they brought in the experts, and it's systemic violence. First it was Dr. Sears, and it was embarrassing to go to a therapist until it became, God, if you didn't have one, there was something wrong with you. You know, then Oprah came in, and then America's Most Wanted come in. We were too young. Children went disappearing from the streets. I didn't even know what a play date was. So you can Oprah, Oprah, and Oprah and Dr. Phil became America's therapists. Well, correct. And then you had everybody being scared by America's Most Wanted. Well, it wasn't, besides a few disgruntled parents 
it certainly wasn't uh, your neighbor stealing your kids. We now know, like I said, when the MK families got into the communities with their children in, in every workforce imaginable, those were the ones that were stealing the kids. When they weaponized yeah. communities, when they weaponized communities, and you can't weaponize kids, and we didn't, we didn't know this with our millennials, and they didn't get cell phones until they were in their teens, but they did have a computer, and the chat room started. So sub-frequencies, sound frequencies. Then you had our whole community surrounded by cell towers. Um, cell towers are weapons. They're not for cell phones. Cell phones are driven by satellites. So these weapons can do a myriad of things to these kids. Then you have weaponized weed that they're finally coming out with. And um, the weed makes the children narcissistic, schizophrenic, uh, personality disordered. It does kill them because it pops their heart rate. Um, but you have to look for this information. It's actually the cannabinoids that actually helps because my weed was two, two milligrams maybe of THC. And the only way you could amp it up to, to feel really baked was to drink a beer or some form of alcohol. I mean, you could smoke all night. That's, you know, you had the Hollywood movies of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And, you know, you could smoke that stuff all night and not get more stoned. The weed that they have out today, those kids look possessed. I mean, medicine is not supposed to get you so screwed up you can't sit up. Or you're having breathing well, problems. And it's, Go ahead. Right, it's not just the weed that's out today, but then the synthetic weeds and things that they've put out as well. I've been around people that have have been on some of that stuff, and they were gone. They thought they were just stoned. They didn't realize that they were gone. The next day I would talk to them, I'd say, you remember this, you remember that? They had no clue. No, they don't. Because and it puts it's... them totally out of their mind. It separates them. It is dividing it... them. And I I really think that, um, hold on a second. I really think that today there are a lot of people in like leadership positions that have been in the MK Ultra programs. Oh okay? yeah, but I think I, but yeah. but I think they've kind of laid off from that a little bit because they found that they don't have to put people through such extreme conditions to control them that they can well, control them through case, other means. But... They can, they can control them through other means, such as these uh, different weeds and drugs being put out, and they can control them right from the beginning Anybody from birth. When, when people use, sorry, sorry. Anybody right. that's in a global global position, a global voice, is MK Ultra. They're generational. So anybody that's on right. your television that's... set, anybody that is in on your local television set, a probably about 75% of them are. Um, anybody that is newspaper, um, anything like that. They are all M- they are all MK Ultra Illuminati. There is I, I would agree with I would agree with that, but I'm I'm saying that they have found a way that they can actually do this to the whole population instead of oh, picking out people. It. How do you and, and it, it, and it, it starts and it starts from uh, mommy and daddy's babysitter, which is the TV 
and they put the baby in front of the TV, and they get downloaded all this info uh, from the cartoons that are, are so full of BS. Since the television and radio entered, yeah. And then when children went missing from the streets and parents had to both work full-time and Nanny and Grampy needed to spend their money or hoard their money and they were no longer retiring and taking care of the grandchildren, um, you now have a shithouse mess in the millennials. The, the grandparents that pooled resources and stayed towards the millennial children, those families are doing fine. They are together. You know, everybody's strange in every family. They have their own little customs. Um, but those children are doing fine. It is where Nanny and Grandpa oh. said, um, I did it, so you have to. And then they decided to look like Joan Rivers and <laughs> take these trips or move the hell out of the country and enjoy their retirement. That's not what my grandparents well, they, did. Well, they split the families and moved grandparents out of the family unit. And oh, as, as, far, as far as high people being M- as far as high people being MK Ultra individuals, um, we're not just speaking about like maybe presidents or senators or congressmen, whatever, representatives. Uh, we're talking about people that are in charge of industry as well. You can go back oh, yeah. and uh, listen to a couple of interviews that I did with John Captain regarding Anybody his girlfriend, over the 20 uh, Tiffany Jenks. Anyone that's over the well, uh, people in a, in a position of control. Tiffany Jenks had control of dams, that had control of the energy for an area, that had control of profits that were going to be made or not made, and she was eliminated. So even well, yeah. in positions like that, you're going to find people that are controlled. If you are over the 20 million mark, you will get a knock at the door. If you stay around 10 million, mind your own business. You're not in any politics, and you just keep the family energy going, and you are your, you know, your good little taxpayer and your good little follower. They won't mess with you. They will not mess with you. You have to be at the 20 million mark. You're at the 20 million mark, which people don't get to, unless it's inherited, and um, or if it's a freak or a fluke you are asked to join or die. They will go after you. Well, I would, I would say this. I would say this. If you are a good taxpayer, if you have a good um, credit score, i.e. slave score, if you mm-hmm. carry a good 9-to-5 job, you've worked yep. there for 10 years, uh, you've got the all your insurance is paid on everything and right. and you keep your grass you keep your grass cut no higher <laughs> than two and a half inches, then yeah. guess what? You are mind controlled. Completely. And and that's exactly what people do. They go to school, they send their kids off to uh people I did it. Um but then, you know, we were like, forget it, we're homeschooling now. Um is nuts, you know, uh, to to give your children to strangers to shape that mind. They don't, people don't know. When the 60s hit, people still think, and the civil rights movement and all of that other stuff, people still can't believe that 
They wore hoods because they were black royalty under those hoods too. You know, so yep, it was to put, fit everybody in their corner to hate each other in a million different ways. Now you've got direct weapons to food, water, air, and technology. I mean, you know, and, and people are not going to wake up unless they unify in community. They, that's why they're celebrating. That's why they're celebrating. Well, and you know what? This is uh, this is what I've said a few times is when I was 10, 12 years old, mowing the lawn, sitting on the, fortunately, we had a riding lawnmower, and I was mowing the two and a half acres of lawn my dad had. Um, I sat and thought about my parents' life, my aunt and uncle's life, my grandparents' life, and said, wait a minute, I didn't ask to be brought here. How did I get here? And I'm supposed to follow this nine to five job. Um, I'm supposed to grow up, get a driver's license, graduate from high school, go to college, and then uh, go and work for the next 40 years and hope that I'm still in a decent physical condition by the time I retire that I can enjoy a retirement and get a little penance from the state for being a good slave. I, I thought, wait a yeah. minute, this doesn't seem right. This is not why we were put here. But I know Ellen is still here. Ellen, did you want to weigh in on this? Uh, uh, okay, uh, also, girl? No. I mean, yeah, thanks. I mean, yeah, I, I was born into that, too. I mean, I, I, I had that great um, think as well. I mean, I, I, I was doing all that. I thought that I was going to rise in... Uh, you know, society or, you know, get my whatever. And, you know, I never did. Is she still there? Oh, Ellen just dropped. Maybe she'll call back. And I wanted oh. to answer a couple of questions, unless um, the other lady can answer but I'm not sure which one of you mentioned about Ted Gunderson and the Franklin Report. Me, and that's when they really infiltrated the MK Ultra families. Now, again, there's different soldiers. There's there's people that are tested on just to just to waste them and see what'll happen. Um, but if you are born into the elite bloodline, you are going to survive it. What did you say? If you're born into what bloodline? The elites. Oh, okay. The elite bloodlines. If you if you are born of you know, and it's pretty much just you know, Rh negative to Rh negative, interbred, inbred. It's all about eugenics. Um, if you are born into these bloodlines, you are super elite, and they will train you right away that humanity is the scourge. And by the way, humanity acts. You can actually believe it. So these people that come in and they do these horrible things believe that humanity needs punishment because of the way they treat their family members, community members, coworkers. Um, so you really have to break yourself of that programming and, and those people that have gotten out of that programming um, are tremendous. Uh, it's almost impossible because sadly enough, I find myself sometimes thinking like they do. But I know that uh, humanity's Joe, been punished so badly 
by food, air, and water, and media, and technology, and schooling, and indoctrination, that if you punish people from infancy, what do you expect but to make them thieves and then punish them again? So we're just basically currency for them. It's cyclical. It's, to- it's totally cyclical. Uh, Jody, you asked about um, the Franklin cover-up. Are you yeah, familiar Franklin with it? Report. Yeah, because I, I, I kind of am somewhat familiar with Ted Gunderson, but I hadn't heard of the Franklin Report. What, what is that all about? Okay. Uh, the Franklin cover-up, um, this is, you might want to write this down. Um, and I recommend, everybody, I recommend everybody look this up because this is the beginning of the whole uh, Peter Gate stuff right here, okay? And what you want to look up is why Johnny can't come home. Why Johnny can't come home. And whether it's on my playlist or you find it somewhere else, find the longest one you can find on YouTube, okay? Because what, what you are going to get... <clears throat> what What is it about? Yeah. Uh... In a nutshell, here, I'll, I'll hit the highlights for you. Yeah. Um, Johnny Goss was a little 10, 12-year-old boy that delivered newspapers, okay? Uh, and he went and, with his father every morning to the place where they got the newspapers at, and then he would deliver them from there. Um, his father got a phone call one night at 1.30 in the morning, and he acted like it was the wrong number. Right. He acted like it was the wrong number. And the next morning, the mom woke up. Johnny wasn't around the house. Dad was still asleep. So what happened? He goes, oh, I guess I didn't wake up. He decided to go on his own. Basically, is what happened. Um, he was abducted. Um, his abductee, or one of them involved with it, uh, spilled the beans on what happened a while later. But the local police would do nothing about it. In fact, uh, the local police chief got moved uh, from their area. Uh, I'm trying to think where they're at, South Dakota or something like that. He got moved uh, over to Illinois later on, which is important. Because when a bunch of the info came out, uh, there was a congressman that went to meet uh, with a guy by the name of, I think, of Stanley. And this guy took pictures at after-hour parties, okay? And these parties were parties where there would be senators, representatives, whoever, higher-up people. And he was giving these—he was going to give these pictures over to this congressman uh, uh, from Illinois, uh, who was flying in his own private plane, by the way. Um, this congressman, after he got the got the pictures uh, from the photographer, uh, called home and said, okay, got, got what I needed. I'll be home in a few hours, getting in the plane now. He was with his son. <clears throat> uh, they were flying back to Illinois, and their plane crashed, I'll just say it that way. And when it crashed, a farmer came out, found all these photos laying around, um, military police actually showed up. They ended up taking the plane away on the flatbed of a uh, military truck 
and took it to a military base. Uh, the farmer was told never tell anybody about the pictures you saw. And uh, by the way, that police chief that I talked about being transferred to Illinois, he was the sheriff of the county where that plane crashed at. There's a whole lot more to the story, but that was the beginning of the whole pedo gate thing because the guy that spilled the beans on this thing, and it was, uh, it's actually, you can find it under the Johnny Gosh story, but the last name is, is spelled on the way it sounds, so, gosh, it's like G-O-E-S-H. But you'll find it easier by just looking up why Johnny can't come home. Okay. All right. Hey, Brian, if I may. Uh, because the guy that, that well, I'm saying, the guy that spilled the beans on this whole situation uh, also talked about when he was a child and that when he was a child that they were taking, they were taken to the White House on several occasions for some after-hour parties. And I can and the time that this, I've seen them. Right. Oh, yeah. And the time that he was taken there was in the 80s when Ronald Reagan was in office. Everybody's favorite conservative president. All right. So. And that was the beginning of the whole pedo gate, pizza gate thing. Um, For people that hear all this information online, because a lot of it's pretty misconstrued and stuff. Pizza gate. Pizza gate is the United States. That is the investigation kind of breakthrough line used for what's happening in, well, not the United States. The United States is in Washington, D.C. What's happening in America, okay? That's Pizzagate, what's happening in America. Pedogate is what's happening in England, okay? And being brought forward and information is being brought forward in England regarding Pedogate. So when you look up Pedogate, normally you're going to find all things from England. And I would really recommend looking into England on what's going on there because the same bad players involved in England are the same bad players here. They're all intertwined. They're really right, because, and it all goes back to the uh, U- Rome and, and China the, and along the Silk Road because these they practice this too. It, it, actually, Christmas right. is one of the biggest times that they practice which is actually called Saturnella, um, where they practice raping babies, eating babies. Yep. So this is nothing new. This is, but there's different houses. I believe there's uh, 12 houses, or 13. There could be 13. Um, but again, the ranking, the ranking of these MK Ultra people um, are, are, it just depends. I mean, some people are just tested to be tested on. Others that have more higher-powered bloodlines um, are sent into every fractal to move the public in any direction and to the community. Right. And I believe that Brian was saying, um, you know, when Ted Gunderson and um, Senator DeCamp and a lot of these people were investigating this, that's really when the high-trained soldiers of the high houses of the bloodlines, like the Jesuits and the Rosicrucians, came into every community. Um, not every, but um, it's 
now every community because there's too many people, if you look at the statistics that go missing for these rituals and or to be dollies for the MK Ultra breeders because um, they just use their blood. They don't, the mothers don't breed. They have um, wet nurses. They're called dollies, like the, the sheep that was cloned. Um, <clears throat> so any institutionalized person that was under any kind of psychiatric stuff could have been used for anything. These really high houses have this down to a science, and it is christened by a ritual in Rome. Um, so there's different levels. But again, they are very, very confident, which is why you see all of this stuff. Um, they're very confident because they truly families when again when families in community and people in communities become more sociopathic than the ruling classes typically it's done done so. well and it, it, this and, that's and it is all roman you can't argue with history yeah and this is roman the roman empire never died it just kind of changed names and moved that's all that really happened and yeah, it, people need to realize, it, you, look, it, you look at now that there is a Jesuit sitting as Pope, okay? Uh, 50 years first ago, one. that never would have been allowed. No, never would have been allowed. No, he's the and, first one. He's the first one. And they're the highest right. order. And the, and the Jesuits have infiltrated everything. 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 And you, you look at the Catholic Church now and look at their colleges, I think I, I, I spoke to uh, Reiser about this a while ago, a day or two ago, that these Catholic colleges are graduating 30,000 potential priests every year. Well, the Catholic Church isn't growing that fast. What are they doing with these 30,000 potential priests? What they're doing is they are moving those guys into positions of being, uh, for instance, change agents. You can look that up online. You'll only find one or two entries that tell you what a change agent is. Um, Rush Limbaugh has admitted to being a change agent. Okay, uh, they've moved into they've moved into churches and being part of your school board, your church board. Yes, uh, being yes. part of the county board of commissioners, and that's what's happening behind I the scenes, and nobody is aware. Community in my community where I grew up, I was in an invitational only business organization, and we were called change agents. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, we had, we had a, another caller trying to step in. Yeah, what's up, brother? Uh, Brian, it's Jason from Anaheim. How you doing? Hey, Jason. How you doing, man? Good, good, good. I'm sorry. I came into the call a little bit late, but uh, I think what the what the young lady was talking about was very interesting material. Uh, well, I mean, I only caught the, the, the end the end discussion and curiosity about the Franklin cover-up. I, I did some preliminary, I'd heard the cover-up mentioned before a couple of years ago, and I did some just perusing about it, but I think the Franklin cover-up, is, 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 it, it does involve the John Gosh story, but it expands a little bit to include also the, the nonprofit organization Boys Town as well. And yep. um, Boys Town... Uh, yep, absolutely. Boys Town in the They're infiltrated in the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, the YWCA, the YMCA, anything. Any organization that is youth-based, any organization that is youth-based is, is, is a potential 
fish in a barrel uh, opportunity for these uh, the, for the for the Luciferian Satanist pedophiles all in one whatever you might want to call them. But Boystown in particular struck me because I actually work for the nonprofit over here in Santa Ana, um, and their primary focus. Ooh, Santa least, Ana, Santa Ana, California. Yeah, Santa Ana, California. Yeah. Dude, and, you're, uh, in, you're in the heart of the beast. <laughs> well, like tell me more later if you can, but uh, but yeah, it, it, the the thing with it, the 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 branch over here for Boystown is already now defunct. Uh, the the revenue stream ended in terms of uh, you know how the county was shifting its focus, but. Regardless, I, I'd, uh, I, you know, I didn't know anything about Boys Town. I was actually in Boys Town when I learned about the about the, the cover up, and uh, the way this, the way it goes is that there was um, information that was being shared. I think on behalf of one of the executive directors, one of the directors, they were all priests, by the way. It was founded by the Catholic priest, and it's currently still being it, the the national office is being run by a Catholic priest. So there, even though it's a nonprofit now, it still has Catholic connections. Uh, Nebraska, Boys Town, Nebraska is its own town, has its own police department, uh, its, its own mailing code. It's very similar to the, to the way uh, the jurisdictions are set up with the Vatican and London and, and, and D.C. So it's kind of fascinating. And to, Disney, to think that Disney is set up the same way. It certainly yep. is. Yeah, Disney set up, it's, you actually, uh, it's a separate process. Here in Anaheim, for example, the city, uh, the, the area that is Disney's jurisdiction, they maintain. None of our money goes into, uh, none of the city's money goes into maintaining the streets that it that it maintains or that it claims as jurisdiction. So that's, you know, it's also Jason, code as well. Jason, yeah. yeah, that's something I want to do a show about, actually, is that just like the Vatican, D.C. or whatever, um, that Disney, they've even got their own courthouses. They have their own court system. <laughs> it is awesome. That that I, I that I haven't heard, but uh, I know that that you know you could actually you can mail something out of the you can mail something out of uh, out of while you're at the park you can actually there's mailboxes there and you can mail it out and it's got its own it's got it's got its own Disney seal and everything like that when it leaves the park through the mailing process just like the Vatican does like when you send a postcard out from the Vatican if you're visiting there it, it also does the same thing as well. So, but the courts, I never heard. Uh, it's kind of new. I know that it's set up on the 33rd degree parallel. There's Club 33. The, 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 the mystery number of 33 is a very powerful repeated number in its architecture and, oh, that's, and, and its culture. Yeah. That's, the only place, that's the only place you can have a drink at. Uh, and I'll call a drink at is Club 33. Well, yeah, that's, uh, it's also, a, you know, yeah, it's also elitist. It's, you know, not everyone can get in there. You have to have, you have to pay like, you have to pay like a $10,000 a year membership fee. I don't know, something like that. And, you'd, and, and for you to get there as a guest, you'd have to be the guest of someone who pays a membership. But anyway, you know, going back to what I was talking about, um, you know, with the Boystown situation, what, what was happening was that it came to somebody's attention. A lawyer was solicited by someone, by someone that was working there. And what was happening was is that Boystown in the 1970s, and it still is now, but uh, it was, was basically a repository for, for, for youth with behaviors. And a lot of the time it was, play, it was a place where the local authorities would go ahead and put youth there who would, uh, whose parents had drug addictions and were compromised by, by drug addiction right. and some other issues. And so what happened was uh, they, there, it was, um, what they would do is uh, the powers that be, whoever it was behind it, uh, would, uh, would go ahead and sign the youth out uh, and they would say that they'd be visiting the parents who were either in jail or, or lost in the, on the streets, but they would go and supposedly visit their parents, and they were taken out to these various, they were flown out and to different far-out places and were placed in the presence of, of, um, of what seemed to be, you know, very different people. 
and were, were basically coerced and, 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 and into uh, performing sexual acts with each other, um, you know, by themselves, and, you know, while others watched. And, uh, and a lot of times, for example, what, what was in the, the documentary I saw, uh, the girls were more worse, the girls were worsely treated than the boys were. And uh, either way, these were very powerful men, uh, very powerful people that were exploiting the youth. And, and a lot of the times, it, it, it's not just ritualistic, I think it was mentioned earlier, that it's also used to compromise political figures that otherwise would, you know, would not service the, the, the larger agenda. And so what, what happens is that there's these parties that occur uh, you know, in, within the DC realm or, or any of the surrounding states that, that are part of this. And uh, they go in, you know, they'll, they'll have the regular party, which is the public figure party. And then around, I don't know, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, all the regulars leave. And those that remain are the ones that party hard. And that's when the youth are trafficked in. And that's when all the. Right, the, the because they youth all, they're, they, they, they're anarchists. There are some families of political elites that built, made their money, but made it very clear around the round table that we don't give a shit what you do. Just don't you fucking step on my property. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, so they, yeah. they're not the into the sickness as long as they don't get fucked with. So it's just, it's yeah. just craziness. Well, well, what we do, what we do know, at least what I think we understand is for the most part that even though they're all working together in some way towards right. a larger agenda, they don't, they're not all best friends. So there's, 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 there's clashes for power and there's, there's, there's to, to one up each other and all that kind of stuff. So, so even their own humanity gets in the way of the consolidation of power that they're looking for. As, as far as I can tell, and some of the research of some people that have defected or made reports or things like that, they're not. In, Do you really in the think whole thing, they're at war anymore with each other? I don't. That that I don't know. Uh, or I think maybe they're all cartelled out. I think everybody's got their pissing ground and they know what's going to happen, and their families are going to be left alone. And, well, and, well, and uh, honestly, I think all. I think what what's well, and and I think that maybe on the, on I don't the upper know. echelons of, of the human farm animal management team. Anyway, I, I want to add some. I want to add something to this, and that is that, you know, whether people get into astrology or whatever, um, I, I really think a lot of what was being told in scripture was a way for a nuclear physicist to explain things to a commoner. Okay, I and agree. it was it was so much metaphor and everything like that. And that what is happening now is that things are being moved from the age of Pisces, who's, which that's the age of the fish, the age of Christianity. It's being moved into an age of Aquarius now. The song came out a long time ago in the 70s, I think. And that there is a power struggle going on in the heavens. And everything right now is kind of sitting in limbo. And this is a chance for us to go and retake our power as the people that we are, as the creation that we are. Can I I give you an information from a top uh, Illuminati ex-member that will tell you that power is within you. And this is why people need to act acutely local. So if they don't act acutely local, because the spiritual warfare is within everybody, so if they don't unify well, locally, 
And this is what a, a very high-powered Illuminati member told me. If people do not function locally, um, then it's just, you know, it could go either way. It's not going to go in humanity's favor. favor. Now, if you explain that story again, because God is, is, is within us as far as what they're saying, I don't know what's what, but it certainly makes sense to me. Um, well, when they're, when they're saying operate locally, here's the deal, okay? And the hint was given to everybody in the script, in Scripture, mm-hmm. where it said, where two or three are gathered in my name, okay? That means yes. that when you unify together physically, yes. you have an energy. You have an energy yes. that can't be defeated. And so you've got to, we've got to pull, it's all grassroots. Everything that has ever great, that has ever happened, has happened. Things that were the best for humanity happened at a grassroots level. That's because our energies with each other came together. You have to be very careful about vetting this small group until there is a fundamental way in which you work. within anarchy or Jeffersonian methodologies. You know, fair conflict resolved. Disputes are handled fairly. It's for the greater good of the goal. It's not what's in it for me first, but what's in it for the greater good because it'll just come back to me. So the acute localness, we are at critical mass time, and we don't have time to solo fly any longer. Uh Well, Lazar... Lazar, let me tell you something, and you'll know what I mean when I say this. I have it by pretty good authority that those powers that were running things are on their way out because we are coming together. Well, correct. And and like I said, the hubs that I have that I am teaching how to acutely act local, they're really taking to it because this isn't hard. It's not hard. Is it similar to, uh, Brian, what committees of safety are all about? Um, Yeah. Yeah, committees of safety were... No, committees of safety were something that was set up a long time ago and that people kind of forgot about. But, yeah, committees of safety are the same thing. It is people in the community coming together for a purpose. Right. those, Those are also called resilience circles. So you each, each one takes care of themselves, helps themselves put their oxygen mask on, because I don't know of one family, regardless of socioeconomic background or color, that hasn't had a war in it, okay? Whether it is a drug-addictive relative, whether it is two parents having to work so hard because they have greedy parents, um, whether it is, you know, and they don't understand, pull your children out of school, you can really do that by third and fourth grade. They don't understand that media is a weapon. You know, I think any parent out there that says that they can monitor the child on video games or social media has a fucking screw loose. See, see the problem mm-hmm. is, is that the, there's a lot of different things. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Judy. I, no, no, that's okay. Points. I, I've worked in the realm of I've worked in the world of case management and youth services over here in California, and I've I, I for one tell you right now that uh, the stranglehold that the institutions have on the people is um, is, is is strong because 
uh, number one, we've evolved into a people today. Now, I'm not talking about the groups of people that get together on these calls and, and similar calls and who are part of all these different groups that have an awareness. I'm talking about the average American who has been taught to be obedient through the through <laughs> institutional education and all that. I mean, we, we're, we're, we're producing generations of Americans that believe that government operates in, in, in the way it's operating, and this is how it's supposed to be, and that you're supposed to bow down, and that when you elect someone, they're supposed to do all the work. Yeah. We've forgotten. I, I've... I kind of go beyond my own position here working for the municipality that I do, and I, and I try to empower people to be a part of these processes. Even it's all de facto politics and whatnot, I still think that if I can change the behavior, maybe they can be opened up later to maybe the truth of things, that the way the government of the United States of America, 1781, talks about. But I, I want to at least invoke in them the, their ability to collectively fight for their issues, at least change that behavior. Because I think when you try to change a paradigm on, on an individual, that's when they scatter. But if you at least empower them to be to 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 move and collectively argue an issue and not let it go until they get what they need from it, then I, I think that opens them up to the. Well, what truth. about action? What about action? What was that? So I don't know if you've heard of the the hubs that I am helping to start. What about hmm. action? Now the hubs that I'm working with right now, um, we have quite a committee. And we are auditing how our local government works, every position, where the money goes, um, where it comes from, and then we are dropping a website. This includes code enforcement. This includes the Arbor Society, the Historical Society. This includes everything. Mm -hmm. So the courthouses, how they operate. And then we will be starting um, teaching groups. On the other side of that, we will be dropping a co-op, a food co-op. Then other co-ops will be added additionally to that. We will be um, pushing to get a community currency and the small business owners to buy in. Yeah. Um, it's going to take now, about one to two years. Now the government helps fund that. Take advantage of it. Not all government entities or governments are bad. You know, and not all the grants that are sitting out there should just be left behind. That, so, it, makes sense. it makes sense what you're saying, and I agree with you. But the problem is, is that you can start it off with that kind of seed money, but when the, when, when the de facto or the powers that be want to exert, when they, when they see, you see what they want is full-fledged reliance on their system. On well, their, on, on, let me yeah. finish. Okay. So when, when an independent, when we are done with our independent study and we teach people actually how their civic government work, the cockroaches are going to start running, and the people that are up on the topper, you know, upper ends in government will be able to, can come in and help. They're waiting. They're waiting. Because otherwise they get killed. Mm-hmm. So wait, are they the de facto or the de jure? De jure. What? I'm oh, sorry, I didn't saying- know. You're saying the ones waiting to help. Who's waiting to help from what I can see? Well, I will tell you over here, over here it, there is a municipality that is actually fighting their system. And you have over 100 police officers begging for public protection. What does this tell you? What community are you in? I, I'm not at liberty to say. Um, just simply uh, because I, I really need to protect my identity right now. So, I mean, back to the point that I was saying, Judy, is that ultimately that's great that the monies are there, 
that you, you, you know, because you're encouraging that. But at the same time, you really don't want to create a, uh, a dependence on those monies because the... Well, you don't. The, the, you don't. I've already yeah, done yeah, because, This isn't my first rodeo. <laughs> so you, you, take, you take that initial um, teachings, their business plans, what, what it's set up for, uh, their grant money, because grant money is grant money. It's, it's given. And then the people take over. It's kind of like Ithaca, New York. Ithaca, New York is fully self-sustaining. You've got uh, municipalities out in Mendocino, California, that have incorporated themselves, um, you know, and, and they're just fine. So these communities are happening and have been around forever. It's just people aren't understanding how easy it is to do. So if they would stop looking at all of the pretty little glitters and, and presidential and leadership people that want to punch each other in the face or a mm-hmm. show getting canceled and mm-hmm. focus on their neighbors and, and the people that really want to do something, then all of a sudden you've got a group and everybody starts getting really, really excited to learn. And then you're working with the government. And you're working with the police officers, and you're working with the FBI, because they have all of these outreach programs. You, don't give a shit who is who. Don't piss, don't piss them off. Don't, you know, approach them with the greatest of utmost respect. Mm-hmm. But they don't bother Ithaca, New York. And those children play in the streets. Their schools are small. And it's kind of 80-20, you know, utopia. So there are places all over America operating like this, but they keep their mouth shut for a reason. Well, people don't realize that there's probably upwards of 40 different currencies being used on America right now. Yes, not just that USD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not just that Federal Reserve note, but there's upwards of 40 different currencies being used because local communities have decided that they are going to butter and trade with a different commodity. And, uh, you know, I I want want to add some info here regarding this. And something I was thinking about this last week. And I've spoke about it once or twice before. You can find it on the playlist of my YouTube channel. Um, Information from Tim Bentz regarding when he went to um, Georgia, and when he went and saw where the Federal Reserve was created at, and there at Jekyll Island, he couldn't figure out. He asked him, he said, why would anybody... Let me back it up. He found out that there was a... There was an altar. Just like the altar you see in the courtroom. <laughs> there was an altar for human sacrifice there on Jekyll Island. And he could he asked the curator, he said, why would anybody build a house on top of an altar like that? I said, well, it was Rockefeller built it. And the altar wasn't just under the house that Rockefeller built, but it was directly under the parlor that they sat in to create the Federal Reserve. So... Your Federal Reserve note was derived over an altar of actually not just human sacrifice, it was child sacrifice. 
And that goes back to Moloch. And it was Moloch that they would sacrifice their children to. That was the um, Israelites who were told, you're following the wrong God. You're listening to the wrong God. Uh, Yeshua said that your God is Satan. He told them that because they were following Moloch. So anyway, these Federal Reserve notes were created over an altar of child sacrifice. And on top of it, so that means that there is a spirit, an evil spirit, involved with the USD, okay, with the Federal Reserve note. And what is everybody's measure of gain in America today? How much money you got in the bank? How many of these you've collected? Well, you know what? You know what? If you want to go and go and look at witchcraft, witches, the ones that are the most powerful, are looked at as being the ones that have the most demons. The witches with the most demons are the ones that are deemed most powerful. Wait a minute. We're trying to collect the most amount of Federal Reserve notes. Uh... Does anybody see the parallel here? That mm-hmm. might be something to think about. Right. Absolutely. Well, I think it all completely fits together. It's it's just, you know, I mean, again, back to the biblical story, you know, and, and not to open your doors. So you've got to vet the people until so you're very strong in your plan of action of auditing and then dropping the co-op with the community currency and the small businesses. And, and you got to be very careful because they're, they're listening, they're watching, they know, they know. They know exactly how humanity is trying to respond now. They know about all these groups. You've got them in there. <laughs> I can pick them out. Oh, I, oh, I know they're in there. Hey, I, I, yeah. I, I see them in tactical society every day. Exactly. So, and and these groups are all over the world. There's French groups. There's Spanish groups. There's so they they understand. They don't care, and here's why: is because everybody is what's in it for me. Everybody's missing the solution, which is outside auditing and a co-op and community currency. And homeschooling. Yeah, that's, Get your flipping kids that's, out that's of that why, school and off the of media. So that's why that. everybody wants to do, that's why everybody wants to do A for V, accepted for value, and all this stuff is mm-hmm. so that they can still exist in the commercial process and and live nicely. No, you need to separate. You need to separate what you is and you need to separate your and separate your person from that that organization that was created to administrate everybody. I mean that that's the name of the group, Tactical Sovereignty Administering the Estate. Brian, let me if I may interject for a minute, and this is a question I want to pose to the entire group here. Um, when, uh, you know, I know that people, for example, initially when all these things came out, like A for V and all this kind of stuff, discharging debt and everything, the the, the biggest issue is that you are going to have some people, you're going to have a small group of people that not only want to go ahead and liberate themselves from debt, right, but they also want to build a fortune around it. They they want to go ahead and, 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 and build a better, much more material-based life for themselves. 
But I think the, the, I think the average person that that starts exploring these groups and this information, I think they simply want to. A lot of them just want to be out of the debt. For example, I'm one of those people. I've got like a thirty thousand dollar student loan that you know that that it, for a degree that ultimately didn't prepare me for much about it, much about anything other than Con- than than contact ring. Contact okay. ring. Okay. Because right. that's that's really ultimately the issue is 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 you know the the, the thing that holds us at all uh, is that that really binds us is the debt. For example, we we all know. I mean, here in California, I, my girlfriend and I are looking to try to buy a house together or whatever have you. The cheapest oh, price, five hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars, five hundred to own a, a, a home the size of a matchbox, and 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 you're never going to be able to pay that mortgage off in your lifetime to be yeah. able to say this is my property. I'm enjoying this. I mean, back in the day when, when, when inflation was, was, was under control and whatever have you, uh, in the 70s, you could, you could pay off your home in 10 years, and it was yours, technically. I mean, it's, none of the property is really ours, you know, uh, because it's all been sold off and all that kind of stuff. But the illusion was we could, we could own our home outright in just a matter of years. We could grow old in it for an additional 30 or 40 years until we were ready to go ahead and pass on, but it was our property now. No one, no one had a lien on it. No one had any possession on it, except for that, you know, obviously yeah, the did. property tax. Yeah. Well, we know that all properties, all ownership of property is vested in the state. Yes, 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 it is. That, know, that's, so that's, uh, the American dream uh, doesn't have that truth attached to it. Of course, yeah. But, yeah, but we're we're in a usufruct position. Which is we have the use of the fruit that somebody else owns. Correct. Tenants. But 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 debt can be taken care of. Uh, if anybody wants to go and find out about taking care of debt, um, I've got a short playlist on YouTube. Um, I, I, I'm trying to think of the name of it now. Um, uh, it's called Administrative Process One Two Three. Uh, easy as one two three. Administrative process easy as one two three. And I actually stumbled on it uh, accidentally uh, because I did it over the phone, which I would never recommend to anybody to try it over the phone because that's not the best way to do it. Majority of the time it'll fail. But I did it over the phone and twice actually and i asked her of validation of debt that not validation i'm sorry verification there's a difference between those two words verification mm-hmm. of debt and it was I'm trying to think of the name of the credit card can't think of it now it's one of the top ones but i got a letter that week in the mail they canceled my credit card i'm like okay I guess I still owe the money. I don't know. And then about two weeks after that, I got another letter in the mail with a brand new credit card in it with a zero balance. And, and, so, you know, I, I mean, you, it's a possible thing to do. You see, that's the thing what most Americans are, are. I'm saying, I said, that's, that's an incredible uh, story because... What, what holds people, most Americans at bay from doing anything extracurricular or anything dedicated towards improvement of society is that you've got families, you've got, you got mothers and fathers working two jobs to pay off a mortgage. 
you know, yeah. by ha- by having not even one parent of the home, whether it's the man or the woman, you have you, you you know you have the state raising the child, you have daycare centers raising the children, you have schools providing the education. So so dead children. Well, I got I got two extra kids that I homeschool, mm-hmm. and you know it this didn't happen overnight. <laughs> so we've been at this for a little bit over a year, and yeah. I suggest anybody to go on welfare if they have to. And um, then I do suggest that, you know, there is a way while you are taking care of all of this sovereignty and learning that is to, you can LLC your name, enterprises, and make sure that you're using your EIN number and forgetting about your straw man for right now. And in a year and a half, when you're reporting and ledgering everything and you've got these tiny little um, credit cards and secured cards, you have all the credit back in the world. So, and then, you know, so people just need to understand that there are those out there. Now, we've also tapped the retirement community. These people have nothing to do. Many of these people don't have children. They are wealthy beyond belief, and they are bored. And they just are the, the most wealthiest people, not because they have money, but because of what they already know. Well, they, so, they, they there are make so many things, so many things in community that just a small group of people can rapidly change. Our, uh, our, our aging population, our seniors are a huge ple- a plethora of information. Uh, a huge, uh, I mean, those that they are, are still alive and can. And I'm not talking money. I agree no. with you. They are the wealthiest untapped resources we have. Because they yeah. care and they want a purpose and they've been thrown away. Yeah, that's that's how society they, has evolved got, to teach got, people. Good. They've got tons of knowledge, tons of knowledge. I mean, my my father, the two homes he built for our family, he made mm-hmm. an area of the home. He built a space for my grandma because his father had passed. He built a space for my grandma where she would have her own bedroom, her own living room, right. her own kitchen, her own dining room. She had her own apartment within our home. And, um, you know, like I told Lazar a couple days ago, my sister would come home from school, and first thing on the agenda, go have tea with Grandma. That's right. You know, and I'll tell you. Our grandmas and grandpas, ma'am, they were like God to me. I, I sat next to my grandma when she passed away. Mm-hmm. It was the second most amazing experience I ever had. Absolutely. The most amazing the experience I ever had. The most amazing experience I ever had was when my father passed away. Because I sat for two days with my hand on his chest, my left hand on his chest, my right hand holding his right hand. And yeah. he was totally totally incapacitated at the time. I I flew from Florida up to Michigan, got mm-hmm. there, and that's where I sat. And he didn't flinch, he didn't open an eye, he didn't move a muscle that whole time. Well, you connected frequencies but, and you calmed him. But when I felt his chest rise a little bit, I turned and looked at him. And my sister was singing hymns to him the whole time. Oh, oh God! I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting chills. I'm getting sure. chills right now. 
because because he's here. He's here, you know. Anyway. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. That was our. The first thing that he had ever done since I'd been there, he lifted his head and looked at my sister and opened his eyes and gave her the big, biggest smile you've ever seen. And then he looked over at me and he smiled at me with the biggest smile ever. And then he laid his head back down. And when he laid his head back down, I felt with my left hand his chest sick back down again, and he was gone. Awesome. I'm so sorry for your loss, but, you know. But that I've told me something. That told me something. That told me that, that, told me that he saw something. He was oh, somewhere yeah. else. Mm-hmm. And he was thankful to both of us for being there and being able to experience that with him. Because I think we did experience it, whether we knew it or not. Well, you were a very loving family, and you were very lucky. I'm sure it wasn't perfect. Believe me, no family is. But you were there for each other, no matter what. You know what? what yeah, you now, 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 the medical, now the medical community is taking all that away. People used to die at home all the time, right? You know, their families mm-hmm. were there with, with their family. I remember with my grandmother being laid out on the table for three days. They're, they're basically criminalizing yeah. it nowadays. They're trying we're to. If you, if you, so, you know, when, well, when yeah, do we look in the, the mirror? The, when do we look in are, the mirror and say, how can these this happen? Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe, they, they wanna, maybe we need to write, maybe we need they, to start writing articles about that. What happened? You know, what happened to our life? What happened well, to America? Well, I've been screaming for 30 years. It's sad. That's it's, why these people think they won. It's our decision what happens to our family members. And I have made an impact in another family here. Well, over yes this. and no. Because I mean, what they, they want to do, what they, they the I'm rights sorry, go ahead. They've taken complete rights away from families. What yeah. they yeah. want to do is, what, the, what they want to do is they want to take these elderly or people that seem like they're going to die and move them into hospice. And the only thing hospice does is it kills you softly. Um, Go to my YouTube channel, um, A Medical Panacea, and it it shows you right there what they do because they're using morphine. Well, I canceled my morphine prescription because they they wanted to keep me on morphine. And so I canceled that out because I know what that's all about. It starts in assisted living and nursing homes, and then it progresses to to the, you know, depending on what's going on with the person, and then it goes to the hospice. But what they're doing is, what they're doing is they're taking, um, they're they're stealing the estate like that so that there can be That's no right. inheritance left down to the next generation. Right. Well, absolutely. All, all, all the American citizens are insured. By, by by the people in power. And, and and there's more money to make out of the estate that was created at the birth certificate uh, than there was at, at our death than there is even during our lifetimes. And that's really the, the biggest issue. Um, you know, one of the things we, we have to look at, you know, every, everybody here is making excellent points and they're all coalescing to one big one, at least in my opinion, just one, one big message. Ultimately, what's happening is that we're having a, we've had a cultural shift, number one. 
But this shift has happened as a result of economic shifts. When you take away people's independence and their ability to own property, to be able to live their lives from birth to death in their house, you know, in their own home, with their own acreage and their own yards, then, then you, you effectively have broken the, the, the core of the family value, of, of the core of the, uh, of the nuclear family, because that, that's where it all starts, is owning your own space, your own piece of earth in the, in the world. It's temporary in the grand scheme of things, but at least for the time you're here and for the time your, your heirs are here, that, that, that piece of earth is yours. And they've taken that away because I, I, look, me personally, I live in an apartment. Like, I, I live in a, in a loft. I can't, even if I wanted to, I wouldn't be able to take care of a, an ailing parent because number, you know, I couldn't accommodate a sick bed or anything else. You see what I'm saying? What's happening here, at least in California from what I see, is, is they're promoting high-density you know, housing, compacting individuals and families and whatever have you in, in a park. It's Agenda 21. Right, and they're, and they're eliminating independent property ownership. Tracks of houses, are, they, they, make, they make owning a house so, for the middle class so expensive to find that the people have to settle for the affordable, the affordable option of living in apartments or townhome-like uh, options, but never owning your own piece of corner earth where you can live and die and your heirs can live and die you know, as they see fit in that area. So that is the principal issue that Matt, is surrounding everything. Go ahead. It, again, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Um, there are other options. We, we are... We have eggs in, in so many baskets. They need towns revitalized. And they want small towns revitalized. There are so many grants to be able to do that as well. And these broken down, I mean, you know, America in, in so many areas when they decided to run through the farmers in the small towns and, and have the farm aid people come in and are rock stars and pretend, um, there are now, again, not everything is black and white. So the government, there's so many parts of it that are really, really good. And there's just shit tons of money sitting there. Yeah, but a lot of times they're going to vet where that money goes. And, you know, I can't see Rome wanting to do anything for anyone other than those who support because Rome. Because it's not and all it's filled with Rome. That's the thing. Everybody hates it. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, we're we're starting to shift on a different topic. Okay. We're starting to shift on a different topics here from the call, sure. and that's fine. That's all good. Um, what I'm going to do is because normally people see a call if they see it, it's like three or four hours long, they only click on it. And I would like people to listen to this one, and it's uh, over two hours long now. So I'm just going to stop the recording, and everybody can continue talking. And I just want to let everybody know, you know, this is about what I always tell everyone. You need to learn who you really are, where you're really from, and where you're really at. Because those truths have all been hidden from us. And until next week, we'll talk to you later. Take care, everyone. But you continue talking. Okay. Um, My battery's about ready to die, so I'll just stay on until it, it goes. It's next.